Greetings, friends. Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you. And welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website, scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today we're looking at this week's Torah portion, but before we get into those details, just a quick couple of updates. You may have noticed that the artwork icon for the podcast, if you're listening to it through a podcast feed like iTunes or something like that, has changed a little bit. Uh, Same thing at YouTube. Um, There's an explanation of why that change has happened. It's not a big deal. Uh, But if you're curious, you can go to scriptureandprophecy.com. It's the very first blog post on the page. And you can check that out. It kind of talks about some of the changes that I would like to make. Uh, as this year progresses, just to make improvements upon uh, the podcast and make it easier for people to find and things of that nature. Uh, So anyway, that's the reason uh, for all of that. Let's have a look uh, at today's Torah portion. Let me get to the summary here. This week's Torah portion is called Yitro. And it's the 17th reading from the Torah. It's named Yitro, which is a literal Hebrew behind the name Jethro. And the title comes from the first words of the first verse of the reading, which says, Now Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel his people. The portion tells the story of Jethro's visit to the camp of Israel, then relates the great Theopany at Mount Sinai, where God gives Israel the Ten Commandments and invites people to enter a special covenant relationship with Him. Now, this happens to be one of my favorite uh, portion, and uh, we actually cover it more than once throughout the year. So we cover it through the schedule, the Torah portion schedule, but we also cover it when the Feast of Trumpets rolls around. And I'm not going to go into a, a lot of detail about that because we'll cover it when it's time. But Leviticus chapter 23 verse 23 through 25 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first day of the month, you shall have a Sabbath, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall do no servile work therein, but you shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Now, in regards to Feast of Trumpets, there's not a lot of information. We just know that it's a memorial of blowing of trumpets. And it's very, it's traditional um, and very likely that it was referring to what we're getting ready to read right now out of uh, Exodus chapter 19. And let me just go to that part real quick. Starting with verse 17. And Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered answered him with thunder. And the Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and Moses went up. Now, 
we know that all of these feasts are a foreshadow of Messiah who is the fulfillment of these things. And so it's not unreasonable um, for many to believe that the fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets may come in the form of the appearing of our Lord. Uh, because you have God descending on the mountains, mountain, you have the loud trumpet blast, and you have Moses going up the mountain, right? Likewise, that's what you know. we read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Verses 16 through 17, you've all heard it a million times. For the Lord shall himself descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. And then we who which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. And so that's reasonable to make those connections. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. It's just... It's, it's a reasonable conclusion to come to. And as you know, I don't get into big, long arguments or debates about the rapture and the, and the timing and everything. I believe the scriptures clearly teach, clearly teach, that you are to be ready and watching for the appearing of your Lord at all times. Lest he come upon you like a thief in the night. Lest he come upon you and surprise you and you're not prepared. And in the meantime, we are to be busy about our Father's business caring for the vineyard, growing the kingdom, working with our hands, not being a slothful or lazy servant, or being foolish like that servant who said in his heart, my Lord has delayed his coming, I'm going to go back to my sinful behavior. That's my attitude towards it. I have no interest anymore. There was a time when I did, but I have no interest anymore in charts and dates and I just want to be about my father's business doing the work of the kingdom but every day understanding paying attention watching and looking with expectation and delight that he may appear and we may hear that trumpet blast so with that background and with that introduction let's actually get into the content we're supposed to study for today Exodus chapter, starting with chapter 18, we go all the way through 20, verse 23. It's actually not a very long, uh, very long we have. Let me just give you the outline real quick, and then I'll stop rambling. Uh, so it kind of goes in this order. We have Jethro appearing, and he gives advice to Moses. It's actually really, really good advice. Israel reaches Mount Sinai. The people are consecrated. The Ten Commandments are given. And then there's a short couple of verses about the law concerning the altar. And then that's where it ends for this week. All right. Let's begin. Starting with chapter 18, verse 1. I'm going to read from the King James Bible this morning. When Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, and her two sons, of which the name of the one is Gershom, for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land, and the name of the other was Eleazar. For the God of my father, said he, was mine help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness where he encamped at the mount of God. 
And he said unto Moses, I, thy father-in-law, Jethro, am come unto thee and thy wife and her two sons with her. And Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, and he did obstinance, and he kissed him, and they asked each other of their welfare, and they came into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh, and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the travail that had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced, rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who hath delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians, and out of the hand of Pharaoh, who hath delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, for in the thing wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God, and Aaron came, and all the elders of Israel, to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses sat to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from morning unto evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that he did to the people, he said, What is this thing that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come up to, unto me, and I judge between one another, and I do make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, The thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away, both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice. I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to Godward, and thou mayest bring the causes unto God. And thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shalt show them the way wherein they must walk, and the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties and rulers of tens. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every great matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall judge. So shall it be easier for thyself, and they shall bear the burden with thee. If thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure. And all this people shall go, also go to their place in peace. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father-in-law, and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able men of all Israel, and made them heads over people, rulers of thousands, rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifties, and rulers of tens. And they judged the people all season. The hard causes they brought unto Moses, but every small matter they judged themselves. Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went his way into his own land. All right, let's take a minute to recap chapter 18. Basically, Moses, you know, he does his daily routine. He gets up, he goes and has a seat, and the people line up from morning till evening to... Have him kind of judge over situations, advise what is the proper thing to do according to God, and those kind of things. 
Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, sees this and he's like, this is unsustainable. Like, you're going to burn yourself out. There's no way you can bear this burden yourself for a long period of time. This is going nowhere good. And so he gives him great advice. He's like, you need to find godly men who fear God and don't have covetousness in their heart and things like that and kind of appoint them to judge over the smaller matters. And then when there's a big matter that really needs you and a communication with God, then they can come to you with that thing. And so Moses does that. turns out to be great advice. And he appoints some people to kind of help him and to bear the burden and to deal with the smaller issues. Very wise. Now let's start chapter 19 where things start to get really interesting. Verse 1. In the third month, when the children of Israel were gone forth out of the land of Egypt, the same day came they into the wilderness of Sinai. For they were departed from Rephidim, and were come to the desert of Sinai, and had pitched in the wilderness. And there Israel camped before the mount. And Moses went up unto God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shalt thou say to the house of Jacob, and tell the children of Israel, Ye have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bear you on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore... If you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And you shall say unto me, you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord hath spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people, and sanctify them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, and be ready against the third day. For the third day the Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourselves, that you go not up into the mount, or touch the border of it. Whosoever touches the mount shall be surely put to death. There shall not a hand touch it. He shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. Moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people, and they washed their clothes. And he said unto the people, Be ready against the third day. Come not at your wives. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning, that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. And Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet God, and they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. 
And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai in the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount, and Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to the Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up to the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people, and spake unto them. And God spake all, and, and, uh, and God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me, and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that take his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God, in that thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle nor the stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbor's. And all the people saw the thunderings, and the lightnings, and the noise of the trumpet, and the mountains smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear, but let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that, it, that his fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. Please note. So this is a terrifying experience. Um, I can't imagine how fearful this would be. But there's a purpose for that fear. And Moses says, God has done this to prove you, so you, you have no excuses for doubt, right? Like you've heard his voice from heaven, you've seen the thunder and the smoke and the quaking and you're without excuse like you've heard him speak audibly 
God's done this to prove you. And this whole fear is so that you understand who God is and that you sin not. Right? That's why the be- that's why the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord, right? If you don't have proper fear of God, then you're just you're just going to do whatever you want. Now ah, there's no consequences. God doesn't really care. He's not really serious about this. I'll just do as I please. I think one of the major problems that we have in the church and in culture today, without question, is there's no longer a fear of the Lord. I would I would even argue in many cases it's it, it's discouraged to have that healthy fear of God. Oh, well, it just really means reverence, right? We've all heard that. No, it means fear. But I digress. Verse 21. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. You shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall you make unto you gods of gold. And believe it or not, that's actually where the portion ends. It's kind of an awkward place for the schedule to end, but that is where it stops, verse 23. Well, there you have it. Ten commandments given. This whole thing at Mount Sinai. The trumpets, the thunders, the lightnings, the smoke, the quaking, the power of God. The commandments given. Did I say that already? It's a it's a wonderful story, and like I said, it's one of my it's I would just say it's my favorite part of all of Exodus. I just can't imagine being in the, that group of people standing before the mount and seeing this amazing thing take place, hearing the audible voice of God from from heaven. I mean, just the tr- imagine the trumpet. It, it was to be so terrifying, <laughs> but also so awesome. At the same time. Well, there you go, my friends. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed this morning. I hope that this is causing you to draw near to God and have an even closer and more intimate relationship with Him. That's the whole point of this podcast. I pray you're being blessed. I want to thank all of you who pray for the podcast. I need your prayers more than ever. And I mentioned that in my article. If you if you go to check it out. Uh, also, if you're on the email list, I just sent it to the email uh, but I'm just asking for prayers. Um, I'll just I'll just tell you what I wrote at the end of the article, article, which says I would be greatly blessed if you'd be willing to pray for the podcast and that God would give me wisdom, courage, and direction as we move forward with the mission of truth amid these new and hostile environments. So you're praying is is coveted really really need it and i really really appreciate it and i also can't help but say thank you to those who've supported the podcast who have made this possible year after year the patreon subscribers who are just consistently there for the podcast month after month thank you so much those of you who do paypal people who send things in the mail it's all it's all way more than i deserve and I'm just very grateful that for this opportunity. So thank you for praying. Thank you for supporting the podcast. That's all I've got for you this morning, my friends. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.